Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Dude. Happy recording day, first off. Happy recording day, bro. What it is, what it do. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. just spent the last hour not recording but just trying to figure out software <laughs> issues yeah we on have. my computer and uh it's not fun it's not fun trying to figure this shit out i didn't go to school for this stuff you did i don't know nothing yeah well we're uh we're an adapter away from getting the results we want yeah, so my stupid adapter that'll take three millimeter to thirty-five millimeter. I don't even know what that's called. Did I even say that right? Headphone to quarter inch, but whatever. There you go. Um Yeah. It's just it's around the house somewhere. And it's a shame because we haven't been in the house that long to where uh <laughs> I should, you know, we should be getting stuff lost. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. This stuff is uh, is lost and needs to be found. So until then, let the good times roll. The other thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, let them roll. You go ahead. <laughs> the other thing is that if we're going to keep doing these Google Hangouts, I want to be able to have GarageBand on one screen and you on the other. But since this is the wife's work setup down here, I can't really get into, you know, I can't really use her device, her little docking station. Because it, it, <laughs> it doesn't just go, <laughs> it won't just go HDMI to HDMI. So the only way that I can make this work is if I get an HDMI cable and plug it directly into the screen instead of plugging it directly into her her interface, her not interface, her docking station. That's what I have. I have one of those. Yeah? Yes. Yes. You got the little lightning out to HDMI? I do. I've got lightning out to HDMI. Except for, here's something ironic. Yours is black and mine is white. Oh, yeah. And yours is bigger. (laughs) Even still. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I figure this shit out one of these days. So. It's all good, man. It's all. Yeah, it's all good. It's, uh, It's kind of better than doing Twitch, I think. I agree. 
And it's definitely something that'll make it easier for interviews if we can get other people on, you know, X amount of people on there. Yeah. So. And then it would be really sweet. Let's say we, you know, do a Google Hangout with, you know, somebody else down in Illinois or Florida or wherever the case may be. I wouldn't have to be switching in between screens, you know, on my on my MacBook. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, dude, you make life easier. Just get a little small TV or monitor for like a hundred bucks. Ooh, or better yet, go on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Freaking barter with people. Yeah, any of that is possible. I mean, I, I also have a 50-inch screen TV down here that I can just plug into as well, right? So Yeah, but you'd have to move all your stuff out into the other room, right? You could just be chilling on the couch doing a podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I can use my Apple TV and just go wireless. What? <clears throat> yeah. There you go. Straight up she unit. Screw the cords. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't trying to hold you down. Exactly. Exactly. So, dude, it's springtime. My freaking allergies are are killing me. And um, yeah, I got a little yeah. nose thing going on. <clears throat> I don't know if you can tell how I sound, but I feel like someone's hold my nose like this, but like on the inside, you know. And then I go to blow it and nothing comes out. And I'm like, what the fuck? Congestion. Yeah. Congestion. But you always have it worse than I do. I mean, I I don't have it too bad. This is pretty much the extent. And then it'll drain out and I'll be fine. But yeah. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I was born with all these stupid allergies and it's pretty hereditary. Um, And, you know. I, sometimes I get up to two pills a day, you know, just popping trying to work pills, it out. Popping bottles. Definitely popping pills. So, but it's, it's all good. You know, it's all good. Uh, word. You know, the other thing is that I've decided to cut out beer. Again, huh? And I'm a little late for Lent, but. I stepped on the scale. Are we going to go to Lent again? Really? No. I stepped on the scale this morning and I got scared. (laughs) Uh, Really, not really scared. It's more of a... Was it just three lines? (laughs) (laughs) Do not register. I was just so appalled by the number because I've never been this heavy in my life. And I'm like, you know what? If it wasn't for all this damn beer... I would never be this big. Dude, there's I, some truth to that. You know, it is. So I told the wife today, I said, look, we're not buying any more beer. No more beer into this house until I lose some weight. So it's not really a thing for Lent. It's just straight up no more beer. It's a thing for your gut. It's a thing for my gut. No more beer until this gut shrinks. And also today, I decided to start back running. So, I, I read. <laughs> I, 
I re-downloaded the uh, Under Armour running app. So if you're out there and uh, and you're running and you're using that app, hit me up. We can be friends. Yeah, is there like social shit on it or something? Yeah, you log in with Facebook and, you know, and then the app just is just as intrusive as everything else. Yeah. It wants all of your Facebook friends and all of your contacts in your phone. Your camera, and then it checks your out. audio. Yeah, and your pictures, and it wants to know, you know. Please chop no. off your left nut and insert into <laughs> the hole. <laughs> yeah. You know, the cool thing about those apps are that they, they do allow you to be able to connect with your friends and have competitions and challenges and stuff like that, yeah. which is nice. You know, because you're not the only idiot doing it. You're not the only idiot giving this app full access to your phone. And so since everybody else is doing it, you might as well do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. That way, you know, it, it uh, you know, so I've already, you know, added a couple friends that I know run seriously. And I, I text them this morning. I said, look, I'm fat. I need some help. I want to start back running, but I, I, I really need your help. So, of course, they obliged and and they talked me into setting a goal to run a half marathon in October, the Detroit International uh, Half Marathon. Oh, my God. You're going to run a marathon? Half marathon, dude. That's still half. a marathon. 13.1 miles. Are you going to, like, get the sticker when you're done? Put, Put it right car. on my forehead. You know what I'm talking about? 13.10 or zero circle sticker. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you seriously have no idea what I'm talking about? What is it? That 13.1 is a half a marathon. Yeah, and the people get that like white, it's kind of like oval. It's not complete circle. And they put like it on the their car. I voted today. Like I voted yeah, today. Except type of it's like freaking, I don't know. Four inches by like three inches. Mm. And they put it on the back of their car so you know like they're super fit and awesome and you feel bad because no. you're like, no. I'm eating a fucking taco from <laughs> Taco Bell right now. But sure, you run marathons. Good for you. Good for you. No, I do not plan to do that. Um, only because I'm not that vain. I just, you know, I just really need the. I need the help, bro. I need the help to to just do it and the accountability that comes along with it, you know, on and on. That that, that this is what I need. I need somebody to kick my butt. I need to see that somebody else is doing it, you know, and I'm not the only one out there sweating my balls off trying to run, you know. Yeah, you should get all your cigar buddies down at the lounge, get them in on it. Shit. <laughs> You know, after today's run, I ran uh, two and a quarter miles, and I did it in, hold on, I'll check. Look at that unchurched my, pop socket. Of course I do. Sexy. <laughs> you want to see mine? Yeah. Since you showed me yours, I'll show you mine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's the same one that I got for Jenna. Oh, the one I have? Yeah. Yo, president of the fan club got me mine, though. What's up, Laurel? Oh, I got me mine. Thanks, Laurel. Got me mine. 
<laughs> so it took me 31 minutes and 16 seconds to go two and a quarter miles. So half so roughly hour. I did I did I did two. My average pace was 1347. So I ran a 1347 mile. It's better than Actually, me. my my first mile I ran in 12 minutes. Uh. And uh, 12 minutes and some change. So, you know what I did last night? What did you do last night? I shot circular discs, also known as clay pigeons, with really bomb shotguns. Congrats. Yeah, that's, that what, that's what we did. We drank beer <laughs> okay. and we shot freaking clay pigeons. <laughs> okay, I, I can dig it. And I can appreciate that. I, I love clay pigeons. So, but I didn't. What, what I did were you shooting? <laughs> What's that? I did not run or uh, work out at all. Yeah. Unless you, I'd say you had more fun. <clears throat> unless you count lifting the shotgun. And well, there's a little bit of work in there, that's for sure. Then I worked out so hard. Yeah, no, but it was fun. I don't have a shotgun personally, but some buddies have multiple, multiple, <laughs> of course, multiple, and, uh, <laughs> multiple is the answer. Dude, it was a blast. Yeah. I used to go, yeah. uh, down in Florida, my other friend, Mike, um, his family had a, uh, orange orchard and they had a farm and some land and we go down there and shoot skeet and 30 out skeet, six, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. whatever we could get our hands on really i love it man that's cool it's fun it is fun and here it's relatively it cheap i don't know what like stuff costs there but what's cheap the ammo or the clays the clays it's like 90 for a friggin seven dollars hell yeah yeah i mean that, that sounds about right the ammo's not too crazy you know what i mean what gauge? Uh, we had a 12 and a 20 last night. Mm. Well, multiple 12s. Okay. And then so, I think... Um, I think there was a 410. A 410 for clay pigeons? Is that I a thing? It. No, that is Well, it wasn't for clay pigeons. I... He just brought it. Oh, okay. Then, yes, a 410 is a thing. But I mean, it's a little kid shotgun. It's it's what you'd use. Yeah, for like uh, <laughs> it was awesome though. <laughs> we were all trying to hit the clay pigeons, and of course, we all failed. Of course, because it's it's a small game gun. You'd have to you'd have to shoot that right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a gun for small game. That's what you shoot rabbits and squirrels with. You know, it, it's uh usually like so. There's this gun that I wanted years ago. It was a break, a break action handgun, a silver barrel, wood grain handle. It's a very, very small, uh, one on top of the other. Right. Okay. Instead of a side by side, it was a double barrel one on top of the other. Yeah. And, um, it was a 410, 220. You know, so, I mean, those, those very, very small. Um, 
small ammo. Yeah, fun to shoot nonetheless. Sure, I bet it was. That's what they call a piss me off gun. <laughs> you know, you're not going to knock anybody down with it, but you'll piss them off. So there was this one gun out there. It was side by side. And, uh, was it a side by side or was it an over under? I think it was an over under. Anyway, there's a two trigger mechanism. Every time I shot it, I always forgot that there was a second trigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, pull, and then I'm squeezing, and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Those are fun guns, man. And they looked pretty old from the picture that you showed me. Yeah, I guess. Maybe it was just the style. I think it's more so. I don't think they're that old, but. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. I don't know why we're still talking about this 16 minutes in, but. No, dude, that's that's super fun. I love it. I love stuff like that. Birds will fly over, and I'm trying to shoot them. Of course, they're way too high, but. Yeah. That's why you got to lead them out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Got to lead them out. Dude, you got to come down. I want to. I really do. You guys are going away at the end of the month, though, right? I am. Brooke's not. Oh, just you. Okay. Having a guy's trip. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Well, you guys make sure you don't get into any trouble. Um, yeah. Keep it clean. We'll allow room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Three feet, no check. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make sure you're allowing room for the Holy Spirit to do his thing. <laughs> Uh, for sure. So, dude, oh. you texted me earlier this morning, and it's the whole Me Too shit, <clears throat> and I'll let you talk about it. I just want to segue into it by saying, like, who the hell's next? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. Yeah, and that's I'm, how I feel, too. I'm kind of losing hope in... <clears throat> all these actors and famous men because it's like you've probably either fucked kids or fucked women who didn't want to be fucked and you're shitty and you're going to go to jail. (laughs) You're going to be fined. And then we're not going to watch your shit anymore. And yeah, like how far does it go? You know what I mean? Like how long does this go on? Yeah. And it's not like most of it's not even recent. It's like, Oh, 20 years ago, 17 Mm -hmm. years ago. 40 years you know it's like good lord yeah what do you think sure. man what do you think about all of it i'm i'm bummed out about it personally because uh yeah as, as far as i'm concerned i look at it and say nobody's safe from the chopping block uh because it's it seems to be getting pettier and pettier by the day uh, in reality, so the one that I that was talking to you about today was uh, David Blaine, who gets called out for sexual assault. And, of course, these are accusations that are over 20 years old. And the one, it was two chicks that came out, you know, saying they've been assaulted by him. And the one chick says that it happened while she was under hypnosis. 
So evidently she came to a show of his and allowed her to hypnotize her. And when he did, he assaulted her. And for the life of me, I'm not one who believes in all that hypnosis shit. Yeah. But let's say I did. Are you going to remember? <laughs> you getting assaulted while you were under hypnosis? Yeah, I agree, I mean, man. I mean, I don't know much about the whole hypnosis thing. I don't know enough about it either. To, what I have heard of, it's just like, oh, okay, well, it's... I, I don't know. Maybe it's my negligence and my... I shouldn't say negligence, but my ignorance because I, I haven't ever studied it or read about it. So it's probably what I think hypnosis is in my head is probably not really hypnosis, but I feel like my view is probably about 98% of the current population's view on hypnosis. And I agree with you. Like if you're quote unquote, mind numb and you're not i don't know it just doesn't like how do you remember that but you don't remember other stuff or like yeah yeah why'd you wait 20 years which is part of the whole me too thing anyway i mean you know i guess now the the uh what is it called the whatever is ripe and it's time to pick but like you know everyone's coming out with the fucking me too shit man like and I'm a white guy saying that. I get that. <clears throat> but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I and I, I wanted to have the wife, you know, have a conversation on here about it as well because she's she and I don't necessarily see eye to eye about it, but she definitely balances out my views when it comes down to this. So I'll give her credit for that. Um But, you know, she and I were having a conversation this morning about it, and I just thought it was really funny that Joe Biden is also getting he's in the spotlight right now and under investigation for allegations against him over the years. And, you know, my wife is struggling with it and she has a problem with Joe Biden, you know, getting accused of this and, you know, and. She's not buying it. She's not believing it. Huh. And and I just thought it was so interesting that she she's not buying it and she's not believing it. And you know, for me, my question is, well, where exactly do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, where how do you how do you determine whether or not you should believe something right out the gate or not? You know, because it seems to be a common thing. And, uh, you know, no knock against her. And she's got her viewpoint. And she feels the way that she feels. I I just, you know, I, I came from a standpoint of, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. We're going to believe, you know, this thing about David Blaine, but not about Joe Biden. Like, if if, if we really are being tasked with... Uh, believing right out the gate and letting the voices be heard. And I would argue that if there's an accusation and an investigation going on, then your voice has been heard. Uh, But maybe it just can't stop there, right? I mean, after the investigation, if a person is found guilty, they obviously need to be prosecuted. They got to pay the price. 
but it, it's it just seems like to me that it's such thin ice to tread, and um, and it's it's very uncomfortable, and it sucks because, like I said to her, anybody from my past can come up and just be like, "Yeah, this happened one night, and I didn't want it to happen, so he raped me," and it's like, look, I've Swear to God on everything holy, I've never, I've never done anything like that, you know, never done anything, um, you know, aggressive or offensive or touching or something like that to a woman, ever. But only to me. <laughs> but the fact is, is that <laughs> I, I didn't get married as a virgin. You know what I'm saying? My wife didn't marry a virgin. Yeah. So I've got some history. You dirty dog, you. Hey, I've done some dirt. I've done some filth, you know, but. (laughs) And any one of them women in my past could come back and say, yeah, this happened. And I wouldn't have a leg to stand on because it's just her word against mine. And at the end of the day, we're in this time where you're just going to side with the woman anyway. And I struggle with that. I struggle with that. Yeah, again, as a man, I do too. But I'm also, I mean, I do realize that I'm coming from my point of view and perspective where, you know, it's it's completely different. I I agree with that. Like being a man and being a woman, which in all honesty is kind of ironic with the other set of things that is going on in our culture today of like transgender and equality for gender. And then you have this other side that's like, I don't know, like male chauvinistic pigs versus the damsel in distress and oh. I was defenseless because I have boobs and I have a thin waist and he used his power over me. And then you have like the LGBTQ continued, et cetera. Plus that are like, (laughs) I am woman. I am transgender. Fuck anyone who says that I'm not. And I can, I'm just as powerful and I'm just as that. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. And it's just, and I'm not coming against any of that. Like, be who you're going to be, sure. But, like, it's just kind of funny how, how, you know, we have, it's like a dichotomy. Almost, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I I get it. I get the fact that, you know, that there has been so much injustice for so long. And that the fact is, is, you know, it, it might go very far in one direction before it hits the middle again. Um, and, and I'm willing to accept that providing there is some progression towards the middle and not just, you know, far right or far left. Um, you know, and I, and I feel for any woman who's, who's been, you know, uh, assaulted, uh, Assaulted, Taking that's the word I'm looking of. for. Absolutely. Pray it's it's all happened for too long. It has. 
and and their voices have been silenced for way too long. I totally get that. And I agree. Um, you know, that's that's definitely the truth. But it's I, just to be honest, some of this stuff is getting so far fetched. It's getting hard to be sympathetic. And that's uh, that's that's you know when Louis C.K. <laughs> gets freaking he loses his he loses millions of dollars uh, and uh and the career that he loves for a year uh, uh because he you know pleasured himself in front of some chicks that you know he was flirting with over 10 years ago and they were flirting back and forth flirting back and forth um and uh there was never any proposition of hey if you do this or let me do this i'll get you here none of that you know i mean the the story's already come out that you know these were girls that he had been flirting with and they had been flirting with him and things were progressing and that's why they went to his you know his hotel room and da 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 but then after 10 years there's all this denial and you know all of a sudden you know, let's kick him off of his, you know, networks and drop his specials and demonetize him and blah, 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 blah. I did you know, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, granted, I've never done what he's did, but. And if you don't know the story of Louis C.K., the comedian, you can just look it up and do the research yourself. Um, well, you've never done what he did, but you've never been where he's been. Damn, that's deep. Think, oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, think about it. No, you're right. If I'm a rich ass famous person, sure, I'm a man. And I'm rich yep. and I'm famous. And I people just want to do anything and everything for me. Yep. <clears throat> Honestly, there's a limit. Hopefully. For sure. But like, hey, come up to my hotel room. You know? Oh, yeah, of course, because you're Louis C.K. and you're funny. And and you're kind of cute, but you're really not. But you're funny, and you have money, and people <laughs> love you. And oh my God, I want to be the one to be able to say that I went to Louis C.K.'s hotel room. Well, your selfishness has just put you in a position of <laughs> things can go wrong. And when yeah. they go wrong, you're the one who chose to go there. Now, sure. if we're talking Cosby, you couldn't choose because he'd be fucking, you know date rape in your ass but like i don't know man it's just it's yeah. so messy it's so just weird because like i mean if i was super famous and could have people do anything that i asked them to i don't know what would happen you know what i'm saying yeah good or bad you you might be super super uh honest and you know forthright and actually do good with your money you don't necessarily have to commit a sex crime just because you're rich and just because a person is rich i'm not going to be willing to say oh yeah you probably did it sure you know so and I, and i just for me i don't understand this whole okay just because i like them they didn't do it if they did it, they did it. Like I, I said in the beginning, I don't believe that Bill Cosby did all this stuff. But now he's been found guilty. 
okay, fine. After reading all the evidence, I'm willing to change my mind. Okay, yeah, he's he did some dirt, and now he's paying the price for it. And I'm not mad about it. You know, I'm willing to change my mind about things. Uh, I mean, I think everybody else needs to be willing to challenge their thought process and challenge their thinking um, to where they can change their mind as well. You know? Uh, there's a whole... <laughs> I, I think a with whole Louis of- C.K., I'm totally cutting you off, but that's okay. I just don't understand the whole he masturbated in front of me thing. Yeah. Like you, you stood there and watched while he did it. You couldn't have like, did he hog tie you and gag you so you couldn't leave? Or did he right. whack off with one hand while he's holding a gun to your head with the other hand? Like, why or did you stay? Or okay, you're up there and you see the guy start to whack off and you're kind of like, uh, I'm out. This is weird. You're scarred for life from that for some reason? You've never seen a fucking man play with his penis? I don't understand why that's so scarring. And again, maybe I'm ignorant to something, but I just don't. Like, you sit and watch porn and we sit and watch fucking softcore porn on, like, national television and we drive by billboards with scanly clad people. Like, are you telling me that I just, I feel like some of it is kind of, it's amplified and it's reaching. And it's like the whole, like, if I don't do two hours of yoga a day, I'm just a mess. And it's like, really though, (laughs) really, you need fucking two hours of yoga for you to just breathe. I don't think that's a case. You know what I mean? You might like what yoga and it might help you throughout the day, but you don't fucking need the yoga. You know, it's this like <laughs> pussy shit of like, uh, if I don't have my latte, I can't talk to you. Oh my God. And like, I say that too. Yeah. Like, Hey, I haven't had a cup of coffee. It takes me a minute to wake up. Let's have this conversation in a few minutes. But, like, if you really needed to have the conversation, I'd fucking have the conversation. I'm not going to go, like, oh, oh, my God. So here's what's happened, right? Like, I woke up, and I hadn't had my latte yet, and he wanted to talk to me. Oh, my God. And I, like, couldn't. And it, like, totally affected my whole day, which, like, totally fucked with my aura. You know what I mean? And, like, because of that, like, my whole life was, like, changed just because of that Mm. moment and yeah i'm picking on some valley girl dumbass thing because that's the persona that i just took on but i'm saying if i said that i would feel the same way like you know like yeah should i say it a different way so i don't sound like i'm chauvinistic pig (laughs) like well i think either way it goes we're gonna sound like male chauvinistic pigs honestly um but I'm adjusting my microphone and it's making a bunch of noise. I know. I don't even hear it. Anyway, I, I, I like just my awesome Valley Girl impression. Uh, actually, it was pretty good. I, I must say. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. No. Yes, in all queen. seriousness, I, 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 shut up. I think either way, <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna sound like male chauvinistic pigs, and I don't think that it's a conversation that a man can have and actually win. Uh, not necessarily win, but, you know, actually have a leg to stand on. Uh, it needs a woman's perspective to bring balance. You know what I'm saying? I think. Yeah, of course. I think it does. Um, 
I mean, but that being said, like still, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I I don't I don't buy the the Joe Biden. I, I don't buy the 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 um, David Blaine thing. I have a hard time believing that you can be hip, hypnotized and then you're going to believe you want to say that you've been assaulted and did a, I, I just you know for for me I just have a hard time with that one. Joe Biden that is Joe Biden is the guy who's like uh walking with the you remember those old school canes with the mirror at the bottom? <laughs> And then he goes and he puts the, he stands next to a lady and puts the cane slightly under her dress and he can see up her dress. That That's Joe Biden. He's a creepy old man. I mean, he's, he's, he's on camera a thousand times. All you got to do is like Google, just go on YouTube and, and just look up creepy old Joe Biden. And you'll see pictures of him massaging women's shoulders kissing them in the back of the head kissing them on the forehead you know rubbing on little kids and da 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 there's a long history of joe biden doing all this stuff and it's been it's 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 taped it's recorded like he's he's a creepy old man uh, and so some women are step speaking up like yeah, he kissed me on the back of the head, or he massaged my my uh, shoulders for a little bit too long, or when we were taking a picture, his hand was a little bit further down my waist than what it should have been. You know, it's stuff like that that's coming out. And um, I don't know, anybody that's willing to deny that is is lying to themselves. They're not looking at the TV. Um. But would you classify that as sexual assault? Eh. Yes. I mean, I, I can't. I get it, man. And, and then the the other part of me thinks to myself, I think to myself, like, uh, how many times I've been somewhere and some girl has grabbed my butt? Well, you know? Hashtag me too, bro. Eh. So my brain goes uh, in a bunch of different places, and it's like I said, it's just messy. This is hashtag messy too. That's what it is. It's messy too. That was that was good. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was creative. I thought about that for about five minutes while you were talking. I think my own opinion. I think there's some horrible shit that went down in people's lives, and that sucks. Yeah, it does. I also think there's probably some of these stories that come out that it's just too far. And it's like, sorry, sweetheart, but you're reaching. You know what I mean? No doubt about it. And I don't know if there's a line right now because it's all still kind of new. And, you know, uh, the whole women's rights thing and like. You know, it's just, it's such a touchy thing because we haven't been here before. We've been in the opposite where what the man says goes and you can shut your fucking whorish mouth, bitch, and cook my dinner (laughs) and have them babies and clean my house and I'll make the money and that's that. And thank God we're not there anymore because that's shitty. 
Yeah. And I honestly believe that. Just like I look it back is. at slavery and I'm like, that was fucked up and shitty. I'm glad we're not there still. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. I'm yeah. I'm glad that we're in a time where women have a voice and can say, hey, you did this horrible thing and it was bad and, you know, you should be yeah. prosecuted and you should get the full judgment. Totally agree with that. I don't agree with some of the stuff where it's like, you're really saying that he masturbated in front of you and now you're like fucked up for the rest of your life and you want millions of dollars? Because it just seems like you're a gold digger. Scarred for life. You ain't never seen another man's dick before or someone rubbing it, let alone themselves. Like, I mean, and if listen, if that really fucked you up that bad, okay, you know, but I don't know that well, it really did. And maybe that's a it's, bad... It's hard to quantify that. Maybe that's a bad one to use, but I, I just... I think there's some things that are exaggerated because they know, oh, now's the time to, like, hump the freaking gasoline on the fire. And if I come out and say that, you know, this happened, then everyone's just going to believe it. And I'm going to get some money. And Yeah. Hey, if that's your angle, fuck you. You're shitty. I mean, you're just as yeah. shitty as the thing that you're saying happened to you. Well, the thing is, is that the the judgment doesn't come back. And then the things that actually did happen get lost because everyone's like, fuck the Me Too movement. Right. It's a bunch of horse shit. And then there's the women that are like, no, no, no. But seriously, <laughs> I got raped yeah. by this man who was in power and it's fucked my whole life up. And I'm whistleblowing yeah. now and like, or I'm coming out with it. And no one's, you know, giving me the time of day. Like, I don't want that, obviously. But right. Where do you draw the line, though? I don't know. And I guess maybe <clears throat> we've said all we can say without getting a female on. So, yeah. Maybe you and Jenna yeah. do like a midweek rant about it. That'd be fun. Sure. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I just, I, I said to, to the wife earlier, I said, you know, these people that are just like coming out with bullshit are really messing it up for people that have really had trauma and had real issues. Which is but, what I was trying to say, but as usual, yeah. you said it way better. <laughs> no, so so in reality, I, I really feel like there should really be this push toward helping women or teaching women that, hey, if something like this happens to you, because like when I was in high school, they said that it was going to happen in one in three females. One in three females were going to be assaulted in the city of Detroit. That was the the statistics, and that was the that was the time that I was growing up there. You know, in high school, one in three was uh, molested or assaulted. What what I would hope that with this movement, like they're teaching people not just women, men too, or not just girls, but boys as well. Get to the fucking hospital. Get a rape kit right away. Yeah. That way, you know. DNA don't lie. DNA don't lie. It don't lie. You know, and I, and I know, and I, and I could be ostracized for saying that. 
right? I can get called out for saying something like that. Well, you don't know and how traumatic it is. And nobody's thinking about that after they, you know, you just want to take a shower. And, and get, shameful. I mean, I, and I, I understand all that. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do get that. Um, but I'm hearing a whole lot of me too. And I'm not hearing a whole lot of instruction on how to, you know, get this shit started from the beginning. You know, and I know they said they would say, well, you know, well, I f- we felt like we couldn't say anything or I felt like I couldn't say anything. And, and now 30 years later, I finally have the courage to do something about it. Great. Got it. Now that you have, how about use that voice in the platform that you have now to help the girls that just got raped yesterday? Or someone who's just been assaulted last month or whatever the case may be. You know, somebody who might get assaulted tomorrow is the way I really should say it. Yeah. We don't want it to happen. But if it does, that person that gets assaulted tomorrow, maybe they will remember the message to go get a kit done right away. You know, I'm not hearing that message. And I think that that's that should be part of the message as well. You know. And how to, you know, protect yourself and stay out of situations that. You know, that stay out of situations that that might, you know, bring harm to you, whatever the case may be. Jenna Jenna was telling me about someone who got assaulted because they were so drunk they got into the wrong, they got into another vehicle thinking that it was their Uber. Just because they stopped and saw a drunk girl on the street. You know, and I'm like, that's terrible. But the other unfortunate thing is that person has no friends. They don't have any real friends because real friends wouldn't let their girlfriend walk down the street drunk and get inside of a car that's not an Uber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I kind of want to ask this question. Shoot. My point is just like, where are the lessons, though? Yeah. Where the less what's being taught in this is the only thing being taught is. Oh, we haven't been heard for so long, so now you got to hear us out. If, if that's the only part of the message, then I think that we're we're not taking full advantage of the platform. I agree, man. And honestly, <clears throat> I think if we're talking about teaching points, what's being taught now is, hey, if you're a woman, you can come out and remember that one time you didn't really want to have sex, but you went through with it anyway. You can go ahead and say that man raped you. Yeah. And that that's dangerous, I think, because it's like the wild fucking West out here now. It's just, pew, pew, pew. I mean, everyone's in the sight hairs, you know, because oh, yeah. I mean, statistically, yeah. the man makes the moves. The man, you know, comes on to the girl like that's that used to not be. A bad thing and I know even saying that people are like yeah that's the issue but that's not what I'm saying so don't please don't hear it that way I'm just saying like the man you know used to be the one who wooed the woman not for not for bad intentions not to hurt them not to rape them but to you know seduce them and not seduce them in a negative way like that's become 
tarnished and so filthy in our society now that when you say woo or, you know, uh, seduced, like that's a bad thing, you know, and it means rape and it means, you know, going the Cosby route and like getting them drugged or high. Or, and I don't say that in the laughing matter. I'm, I yeah. honestly am being real right now. That's what I think. You I know? feel you. Sure. And that's kind of sad, man. Just like, I mean, over Christmas time, we talked about the baby it's cold outside song and how like, you know, that song came out. It was a total different era and it was, Ooh, baby, it's cold outside. You sure you want to go home? Cause you know, it is cold out girl. You know what I'm saying? And the girls, like, well, it is pretty cold. Okay, well, both of them wanted to were super interested in each other and wanted to fucking yeah. make out and have sex and be sexually attractive and active. Okay, obviously, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Now we twist like we twist it and say, "Oh, it was a man preying on the woman." I don't know. I'm gonna call bullshit on some of that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Anyway. Yep. Here's my question. <clears throat> Shoot. What the hell is the church doing about all this? That is a very, very the American good church. Yep. And here's why I'm saying it because, and I have to gut check myself because I'm not going out and doing anything like super hardcore, like as far as rallying or doing some massive push. Um, so whatever, but it's mostly cause I don't know what the fuck to do. Probably. And I'm still trying to figure out this whole thing in its entirety. But anyway, the church as a whole in America, right? Well, they're statistically, I think, maybe I shouldn't say statistically. So scratch that. Rewind. Let's do that one over. <laughs> Backspace. Delete. From my point of view... Growing up in church and seeing church operate, the church is always last to the party. Sure. They're always last. And then they fuck it up, and they're like the redheaded stepchild that everyone makes fun of. Yes. Because then they're outdated, they're too late, and they just missed it. You know what I mean? Yep. But that's because we're called to be in the world and not of the world, right? All that bullshit. Yep. That we've completely flipped and manipulated to mean something that it's not. <laughs> we could preach on that one. Hey, yo. Where's your hanky at, bro? Ooh, wave it. <clears throat> yep. But anyway, the church should be at the forefront of this shit. And that's what I just think. I think if Jesus was here leading his church followers, right? The body of believers that follow him and his father. I think he would be one up on this shit. I just do. The man who flipped tables in synagogues and met whores at wells and <laughs> so you know whores at wells. Like <laughs> this man would not just be sitting inside some four walls saying, Oh yeah, come pay your tithe and we're gonna have Bible study Wednesday night. What about me too? What? What? Me? Me too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're welcome too. Is that what you mean by me too? What the hell's me too? <laughs> I feel like where's the church at? Where's it? Wells. Where's the body of Christ at right now? Where are all these fucking mega churches right now with me too? Yeah. Well, 
Uh, am, am I an asshole right fair, now? Like, am I out of line? Like, it's a very good question. I don't think you're out of line at all. Honestly, I do not think you're out of line. I do not think that you're off base. I think you're right, right on base. Um, so I've, I've only been to a couple churches where they actually have legitimate counseling services. And, um, for general, okay. general counseling. <clears throat> I know that's not specific. It's very general. <laughs> it is very general. There's general counseling out there that you can do and and different, you know, prayer services out there for people that have been, you know, uh, assaulted or whatever. But as far as uh, like walking a person through their trauma and uh, really being there for them, it's, it's so far in between. It's so rare that a church would be equipped to be able to um, to provide that sort of help, assistance, or ministry, or healing, or whatever the case may be, it's very difficult, man, to to be able to take a person back to the point of their trauma and to help walk them through their emotions and own their emotions and own their feelings. Um, it's so difficult and it takes so much time. And just frankly, churches today are filled with. I, let me just say it like this. Most people that I know that are well versed in psychology. Are agnostics or evolutionists or not just non-Christians in general. The people that are best well-equipped that I know of uh, to help a person uh, like that, they're not believers. They don't care to hear shit, a thing about Jesus. What they want to talk about is cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about you know, trauma therapy. They want to, they want to talk about screaming therapy or, or whatever. They, all these different things, tools in their toolbox to be able to assist a person. That's what they want to talk about. So, um, the church is ill-equipped, bro. Very, very ill-equipped to help people in their time of need when it comes down to assault or abuse or anything like that, that kind of trauma. So here's the last question. And this will probably take us home because we've been talking for a minute. And this is a rough one because it's personal, but how do I, how do you, how does a Christian, like an, an actual one, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do we how do we respond and how do we help or do we help so i guess yeah how how does a christian respond or how should we you know 
to the Me Too thing and the cultural, I mean, everything we just talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I'm asking not that I'm over here sitting on a golden egg and I'm like, oh, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I'm asking just, I'm being vulnerable and honest. Like, you've heard what we've talked about and you've heard me share my point of view on stuff. And I know there needs to be a change or that somehow I need to respond because I know Jesus loves people and I'm called to love people. And when people hurt, I shouldn't want that. And I should, how do I respond? You know? Yeah. First off I would say, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't have a golden egg either, but the first thing I would say is there needs to be a, a sound. You need to be a sounding board. If if you're a Christian and you haven't learned to listen to people, then you're not doing a good job or you're just very basic. And, and that's and that's fine. There's a bunch of basic bitches out there. You can be basic if you want to be. But you got to be able to listen to people. And in listening to people. Um. The hard part is to not judge whether or not the person is being honest or relaying the story just right. But I think that the job of a person who's going to be in that counseling role is to deal with the person, regardless of what the truth is, to deal with that person and their emotions as they present them. And it's a hard thing to do. Because some stories might be so far-fetched that seem impossible, but if that person really is coming to you for help or assistance to work through something, and I think that's what you're asking, your your job would be to meet them right where they're at and believe what they say, or you don't necessarily believe what they say, but deal with their emotions as they're presented. And just love the hell out of them. Um, and it's difficult. There's places where you got to insert truth. But every situation is different and you got to be sensitive to timing. I, I've counseled people where I didn't get a word in edgewise for hours. Or for several times. Yeah. Like the first couple meetings is just like I'm listening, listening listening, jotting down notes, trying to remember things to go back to, asking questions. That's what it's like talking to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in all honesty, when you go see a therapist, like they are expert listeners. And they very rarely give advice or tell you what to do. But for the most part, they're asking you questions to cause you to think so that you can answer your own questions. That's what you pay a therapist to do. Damn. Really, that's what you pay them to do. I've never heard it put to, that way, though. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's in all actuality, that's what it is. I've also never like, been to so, one. Well, I did five years. I did five years in therapy. After my uh, 
after my divorce. So you pay someone to heal yourself. You pay someone to sit there and listen to you bitch and moan and cry and understand and sympathize and empathize. And very few things the guy actually gave me to do or to go home and think about. But it was a lot of questions from him. Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Well, how about if you see it from this angle? Is it a possibility that maybe this person really was actually thinking this? And it just, it, what it did was it, it really opened up my, my scope of my trauma and my issues. And showed me that this life that I'm living is not necessarily just about me. But it's about others that I come in contact with as well. And that relationships can be messy. And that it's always two sides to every coin. Just stuff that we already know. But, you know, I mean, they, they just have a way of of repainting the picture. Or, or helping you refocus on the picture that's already painted. So that you can see it a, l- a little bit different. So do you think it's funny that Jesus asked tons of questions to people? I don't think it's funny. I think it's, I think it's. Cause honestly, it's indicative with what you just of, said, you prefaced, I mean, we, I don't know if you know that you did it, but you, you prefaced everything you just said with, I think Christians need to be better listeners. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. And, and Jesus did ask a lot of questions. Because he wanted them to think and see things in a different way. And I think that's why he's called our great physician. He's like right? a, I mean, because a white glowing Yoda. <laughs> Said that, she did. <laughs> mm, five men you have been with. <laughs> that wasn't a question, that was a statement. Because I suck at being Yoda. So. I suck at being Yoda too. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> um. So, I don't know if that answered your question. It was kind of long, but uh, you know, I really. I think it's good, man. I, the, you know, it's because I think I've said this on here before, but like you know personally and i think a lot of people can relate growing up in church and the whole christian scene here in america and blah 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 there's this like pressure put on you that you have to go be in the lord's army and as soon as you leave the church you're like you're in wartime scenarios and like you've got to go fucking convert and you got to have your guard up and you got to pray without ceasing and like some of that stuff's true, but like, you know, if I don't come back in a week and I haven't converted anyone or given someone this pamphlet or went to Walmart and I was cashing out and I was like, hmm, do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Like we're fucking J-dubs up in here or Mormons knocking <laughs> on your door trying to hand out Bibles. Like it's more yeah. about works and it's more about the fear of like, hey, you're going to go to heaven. But as a Christian, it's your duty to, yeah. like, you know, 
share your faith and shove it down people's throats and condemn them. So they need to know it's turn or burn, bitch. So you better yeah. fucking turn, except they don't say the cursing because, you know. But like. That's a sin. So to to your point, man, I I totally am in line with it. I You know, we need to listen more. Christians need to listen more. That's just it. Yeah. We don't we don't have all the answers. We think we do because we have Jesus, and that's yeah. a huge thing. Sure, I'll give that to you. But we don't know all the answers to everything. I don't know why God no. allowed some girl to get raped when she was 15 by this other dude who was in power, and now 30 years later she wants to come out and talk about it. I don't know. I don't have that answer. But I can sit and listen to you. Yeah. I can pray with you. I mean, I don't know that yeah. God's going to drop some knowledge on us that's going to, you're just going to be like, oh, oh my God, I'm so healed. I mean, maybe that'll happen, but I don't know. Point is, I don't it's have to know, and that's okay. What I need to do as a Christian is probably fucking shut my mouth more and listen. Mm-hmm. And if I have a prayer, <clears throat> if I'm praying, and have that communication with God and something does happen in the moment, then boom, bingo, there you go. And it'll be a God thing, but I don't have to create that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sorry. I just went off. And it was good. Very good. You know, I just, you're right. We don't have all the answers and nobody's pull bodies. Nerfic. Pull bodies. Nerfect. You know, um, but I think that uh, each believer has within them the ability to love someone through their pain and to provide them a hope, you know, and a, and a strength that would bring healing to them and that will be helpful for them to, you know, continue this life a little bit better than before they encountered you. And I just think that it it takes a, a special person that has the ability to realize that their pain wasn't just for them, but it was to help someone else. And so when we go through things in life as Christians, we need to, I believe we need to recognize that all of your pain, all of your suffering, all of your hurt, all of your shit that you've gone through. It's not just for you, but to help someone else. Like you're, you're going to come across someone that has struggled in the same way that you have. And because of your victory over it, you can help them get victory over it as well. But it can't victory be from a standpoint. in Jesus. My Savior forever. But it can't be from a standpoint of pride or arrogance like I'm better than you. It has to be from a place of humility and love. Otherwise, you won't be well received. You know, and, and, and frankly, we've said it over and over again. That's the thing that's lacking in all of our communication as Christians. We lack the love and the grace to give to people that we think that they need in order to receive Christ. So, like, you, you want to tell people that God's grace is sufficient and that he loves them unconditionally, but your approach doesn't show grace or love. And therefore, you miss out on an opportunity to actually help someone. Um, And it's all because we're filled with self. But I'm telling you, dude, 
that skill of listening, it goes a long way. It goes, it goes so long. But a person has to be willing to talk as well. And not just be willing to, you know, just to bring it back full circle. You know, this this whole Me Too thing, it can't be just about being heard. Because if that's what it's about, then I don't know. You're just going to continue to have conflict. It can't just be about, you know, destroying somebody after 30 years. If that's all it's about, then you're not looking for help. At least I don't see that as being as as a person looking for help. I think there's a big difference between this person did this. They need to pay for it. And this person did this to me. And this is how I feel. Can you help me? I'm having a hard time emotionally. I'm having a hard time sleeping. I'm having a hard time going to work every day. There's a difference between those two. I agree. Yeah, he should pay, but there's just a big difference between the two. And you you can't force a woman or a man to be in one camp or the other because it's men, too. Right. Like the Michael Jackson thing just came out recently. And, you know, these two boys are or these two grown men now are saying that Michael Jackson molested them for years. Or that they were in sexual relationships with Michael and they're traumatized the rest of their lives as a result. So it's, it's women and men, right? But what's the end goal? Is the end goal just to make someone else pay? Or is the end goal to actually really, you know, be, be heard in the sense that now you can get some healing and you can overcome it? I, I don't think that they're both the same. We shall overcome. And that's not to negate. Like if a person does something wrong, they 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 uh they abuse someone, yeah, they should be locked up for sure. I'm not denying that at all. But whether the person is locked up or not doesn't exclude you from having to deal with your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do, man. It, I hear it's you. like it's it's like if you've been abused by someone and now that person is dead. Just because that person is dead and never got a chance to apologize or own up or to even pay for their wrongful deeds doesn't mean that you don't have to deal with your shit. You still have to deal with how you feel. You still have to deal with your trauma. You still have to deal with your your pain and your hurt and everything that you've been going through as a result of this. You still have to deal with it. The dead person can't deal with it for you. That person's death won't resolve anything. That person's going to jail or losing their career isn't going to solve anything for you. Like there's still there's still hope for you that if you're willing to deal with your emotions, embrace how you feel, you'll be able to overcome it and live a life that's more fulfilled and free from the internal conflict of the past pain. And I think that whether or not you're whether you're a Christian doctor or a or a secular doctor or non-Christian doctor, I think that they would both say the same thing. That regardless of the offender, the one that's offended, there is still hope 
for that offended person to live a life that has meaning, that has purpose, that has uh, fulfillment in it, free from the pain and the trauma of the past. But they have to be willing to deal with their shit. Word. Yeah. Right now, anyway, you want a lighter subject? Is my bladder. Okay. God, I wanted to tell you one last thing. Can you hold it? Let's do it. So, so Dr. Phil, speaking of doctors, psychiatrists, oh and stuff God, like that. Is this going to be long? Yeah, okay. Let's just pause yeah. it. That way you can I go really pee. pee. All right. Do you actually pause on uh? I'm just going to hit stop. You don't actually. Huh? In GarageBand, I'm going to hit stop. No, I mean on uh, the Hangout, you don't push pause. No, I'm just going to keep it going. Three, okay. two, one. So, so I wanted to say April Fool's <laughs> freaking... Dr. Phil, uh, on his Twitter account, he, uh, he did a, he put a bunch of, uh, shaving cream on his mustache. Like he was about to shave, had the razor up to his face. Then the next picture, that was the first picture. Second picture was with his mustache completely gone. And then... Everybody started reacting about how terrible he looked with a clean face. And then uh and then his next picture was, you know, April Fools. I guess they just like kind of photoshopped his mustache away. And then Twitter went crazy. Yeah. How bad he looked without a uh without a mustache. Without his nineteen seventies porn star stash. Oh, the irony. And, uh, yeah, I just thought that that was funny. And I wanted to find out from you if you had saw any good April Fool's type of games happening. I didn't. Um, the coffee shop I work at did an April Fool's. Okay. And so each week we have a different latte of the week. Well, being that Monday is a new week, um, which means, you know, at at the first of the week, we come out with, like, new stuff every week. Yeah. So April Fool's fell on a Monday. They posted on Facebook, as they always do, and their latte of the week was blue cheese latte. Gross. And, like, fried bologna cheese sandwich or something that's like, (laughs) uh, really? And you wouldn't believe people rolling up. I wasn't there yesterday. I was only there today, and we changed it. But um, they were like, yeah, people were rolling up. Like, what's in the blue cheese latte? <laughs> blue cheese, you dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they were April Fool's. In, um, <clears throat> That's cool. And then a little more close to home. Yeah. Uh, my girl, Brooke, my wifey. She pranked uh, her 
some of her family members, and it was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah? And uh, I, you know what? Secret time, Laurel, president of the fan club, she was one of them. Wow. (laughs) And she did this whole bit about, like, she, I forget some of the details, but, like, basically she chopped the tip of one of her fingers off and, like, just had this weird day and was in the hospital and then, like. Oh, no. High on pain pills and almost threw up on me, but she actually threw up on the nurse. And anyway, they were going with it, man. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was that's mean. Good. That's mean. That's a mean one there. I wanted to prank someone yesterday. I even text. I text Brooke. Is like, yo, Saber Fools, who we pranking? (laughs) And then I didn't even do anything. Uh. Well, cool. Those are those are my two stories. Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't prank anybody. I didn't prank anybody. That's for sure. It's not my thing. Uh, so, you know, have you heard the joke? It's a very, very lame, churchy joke where they say uh, this atheist is really upset, goes to the Supreme Court says that we need a day for atheists. Said we got, you know, Black History Month, you got Easter, you got Christmas, you got uh what other Christian holidays are there? You know, you got one Halloween, for, of course. You got one for huh? What was that? <laughs> I said Halloween, of course. Oh yeah, Halloween. Said so you got, you know, day for mothers, you got day for fathers, you got you know, day for this, day for that. It says, we need a day for us atheists that don't believe in God at all. And the judge, who was a Christian, turned around and said, well, you already have a day. I said, what? What day is that? So said, April Fool's. <laughs> April Fool's Day. Because only a fool says within his heart that there is no God. That's the scripture. So not really a joke, but... But up. Uh, not really a joke, but I've heard that message. I've at least I've heard that story so many times before. Uh, you know, before a pastor gives an altar call or something like that. So, so an atheist and a priest walk into a bar. Oh, joke time! Go for it. I don't know. You finish. I set you up. No, you didn't set me up. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded like a good setup. No, it's not a good setup. You finished the joke. <clears throat> I don't have the joke. Oh, God. I was trying to write it in my head as you were talking. That's as far as I got. All right, I got what one would, for what you. Would be a good, what would be a good finish to that? Uh, an atheist and a priest walk into a bar? Yeah. Uh, the priest says to the atheist, Hey, Father, why the long face? And the priest says, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because. Uh, all right. So, so since, since the last few times I've wanted to tell a really, really dirty joke, I wasn't able to do it because they were just like way too wrong. I'm going to give you. A very, very 
offensive joke. It's not really a dirty joke, but it's an offensive joke. And I need you not to interrupt me so that I can deliver it perfectly, okay? All right, but there's your warning, people who are listening. (laughs) This is pretty bad, so if you don't want to hear this bad joke, then please sign off. God bless you. So three midgets are talking. They're talking about how small they are. And they're broke, so they want to make some extra money. One midget says, you know what? I heard that the Guinness Book of World Records is in town. And they're giving $10,000 to the person who can beat any world record. And they're like, oh, I don't know. We're all pretty small. You know, uh, what? What are we going to do? You know, how, how are we going to beat a record? What record should we go for? The first guy says, well, I know I've got really, really, really small hands. I bet I've got the smallest hands in the world. So he goes in and uh, they get his hands measured. He comes out $10,000 richer, guys. I really do have the smallest hands in the world. Second guy says, huh, that's encouraging. He says, I've got really, really, really small feet, even for a midget. I bet that if I go in there, I could win. So he goes in. They measure his feet. He comes out excited. $10,000. Yes. He's excited. The third guy is, you know, kicking the dirt. He's got his head down. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, come on. There's got to be something small about you. You're a midget. And he says, well, I do really, really have a small penis. He says, you think that I can maybe get some money for that? He said, it's worth a try. So he goes out there. He gets measured. He comes back outside solemn. They said, you didn't win. He said, no, fucking Sean Dizzle. (laughs) What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he couldn't beat the record. He couldn't beat my small dick record. No, you've got the smallest. Joke's on him. I got 10 grand, bitch. Uh, So anyway, you don't have to air that one, but that's my dirty joke for the night. You don't want to air it? You can put it out there if you want. I don't care. I didn't write the joke. (laughs) I didn't write the joke, but the point of the joke is that you insert the name of whoever it is that you're telling the joke to. Yeah. Yeah. So the, <laughs> I knew it was going penis as soon as you said small hands. I just didn't know where it was going after that. All right, unchurched podcast, folks. There you go. Yeah, follow <laughs> us on uh, wherever you're listening. Hit the subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much. Leave us a five star review. Leave us a comment. We'll shout you out on the Pizod Chaos. <laughs> oh, it's been and fun. I'm going to take my little dick and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, we had to end it on a positive note since the podcast was so uh, so uh, serious. Positive for who? 
busted it for me. I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, actually. All right, man. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. Hey, everybody. It's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com or at Unchurched Pod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, come on. Are you Can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is power, power, unworking power in the blood. In the precious blood of the Lamb Oh, precious is the flow That makes me white as snow No other found I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Said nothing but the blood of Jesus Are you washed in the blood? In the blood of the Lamb He sought me and bought me With nothing but the blood of Jesus